Well, hello everybody and welcome to Richard's Radio Adventures. My name is Richard, JB5JBV. Welcome, welcome. It is with a heavy heart we do this episode. Um, I received a message the other day, and I'm sorry, this one's going to be kind of a downer, or at least in my case, kind of a downer. Um, I received a message the other day, well, I received several messages. However, um, I'm going to bring y'all one of them tonight. It turns out, that Hamcom, which Hamcom is like our local Hamfest ARRL West Gulf Division convention, all this good stuff has gone to meet its maker. Um, sadly, after 41 years in operation, you know, they've been in operation 10 years when I got licensed. Well, somewhere thereabouts. And I do remember fondly my first uh, visit. However, the other thing that's a lot really disturbing is that Hamcom was the fifth largest ham amateur radio ham fest. You know, tailgate, all that good stuff. It was the fifth largest. Now, number five might not seem like a lot to y'all, but you look at Dayton being number one. I think Dayton's number one. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, these things are starting to drop by the wayside. 41 years, man, and now they're gone. So, uh, let me give y'all part of this. Y'all excuse me, I'm cold reading. I've accused people of doing that on their shows, and unfortunately, I did read it fully a couple of times the other day. However... It may suffer at this point because I kind of put it on the back burner for a few. It starts out like this. It is with a heavy heart that I write this letter about the future of Hamcom. After 41 years, Hamcom has decided to close its doors in lieu of restrictions in place for COVID-19 and the rising cost of putting on a show. The decision was not made lightly, but the safety and wellness of our volunteers, vendors, clubs, presenters, and attendees is our paramount concern. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, we sincerely thank each and every person for their support over the past years. This starts with clubs who have participated in offering forums, transmitter sessions, V sessions, talk-ins, and many more things through the years. Next to the commercial and flea market vendors who have helped us, helped new hams get their first radio to established hams who are building the ultimate ham shack. We thank you for returning year after year. The volunteer staff, uh, functional director, and access control your dedication and hard work have contributed to the continued success of the show for 41 years. Finally, to our attendees, without you, there is no show. Over 41 years, we have met a variety of people with one common passion, amateur radio. Hamcom is proud to contribute to be bringing people together to enjoy this passion, we will definitely miss this gathering of the broader community. Our thoughts and best wishes to you and your families 
and see you on the air. And that sign 73, or 73, Bill Nelson, president of Hamcom Incorporated. Y'all hang on to that, Incorporated. And this letter was actually sent out by John uh, John Stratton, N5AUS, uh, director of the West Gulf Division. Now, see, this kind of leaves us in a bind because that was our West Gulf Division uh, convention on top of other things. And there's a lot of things going on out there and people are having to do what they have to do. However, in the case of Hamcom, I don't think it's so much safety they're worried about. So I lament the loss of Hamcom. I haven't been in years. Mostly because they moved it to a different venue at one point and it just really wasn't working out for me or uh, a lot of the folks in the circle that I ran in. Let me back up. I went to my first Hamcom, uh, I don't know, a year or so after I was licensed. I was living in Grand Prairie, Texas. And to give y'all a little geography, uh, that's halfway between Dallas and Fort Worth. Well, the next city over is the city of Arlington, which is where they had Hamcom. Now, for those of you who are not from the area, that particular area of town uh, now in Arlington not only holds Six Flags Over Texas and Six Flags Flashdown Falls or whatever they call it nowadays, it is also the home of the Texas Rangers. I'm not sure if they built a new stadium yet or not. Um, the ballpark in Arlington was in Arlington. Um, for those of you that are football fans, there's this really sad, sad football team that plays ball out there at, uh, I believe they call it Cowboy Stadium or, uh, Jerry Jones, uh, giant, uh, member or something. Anyway, it's out there too. And the venue when I went was there was kind of a convention center hotel thing going on there. And they had a huge exhibition area. And it completely blew my mind to walk into that building. And half of it was private vendors, people selling their own stuff, all that kind of stuff. My buddy, the sign man, uh, I think his name's has been a while. I believe his name is Rick from Baton Rouge, the sign man. He was set up at the door, and you go in and went up and down and up and down and up and down aisles. And there was just all kinds of fantastic amateur radio stuff laying there. And then you walked over in the other side, and you got to see the future of amateur radio. Brand shiny new rigs, uh, just everything. And it was a, it was a three-day event. And quite honestly, I don't think you could do it all. But they also did things like the Wooflong out there at midnight on, uh, I think it's Friday night. Uh, they had a dinner. Uh, QCWA had events out there. It was really a big deal, a huge deal for all of us in this area. Now, I, as I said, geographically, where they were having Hamcom at that time was right in between, like halfway between Dallas and Fort Worth. Now, you have to understand the way things are around here. A hundred miles in any direction, we would have radio operators coming in. 
we had radio operators coming in from all over the country. But you could be guaranteed most of the guys within a, within 100 miles were coming to Hamcom. And when we talk about 100 miles, y'all whip your fat maps out. I keep y'all's geography going on. That's what That's what I'm good for anyway. All right, so the geography it comes down kind of like this. Dallas and downtown Fort Worth are 35 miles apart. In the North Texas area, what we call the DFW Metroplex, some people will just say Dallas County, Tarrant County, but some people will even say that it is the, I don't know, six counties, as much as six counties, which would be Dallas, Fort Worth, I'm sorry, Dallas, Tarrant, uh, Collin, and, oh crap, Denton County, and then it's further south to around Waxahachie and stuff. But even within 100 miles, we're talking an hour's drive. Well, okay, a little over an hour's drive. But within 100 miles, we had Tyler, Waco, down towards the southeast. I'm not real sure. And out east, I think it's Eastland, Wichita Falls, and even a huge swath of the Oklahoma border. I mean, Ardmore and, uh, oh crap, I can't remember the other place. We're within striking distance. I mean, from here, it's like an hour or so drive to get to Lake Texoma, which is up on the Texas-Oklahoma border. And there was quite a bit of activity surrounding this, and it was a big deal, and everybody looked forward to it every year. And I lament the fact that I haven't been out there in quite a few years. In fact, uh, I don't think I've been to Hamcom since mid, I don't know, the mid-2010s, somewhere around 06, 07 maybe, at which I actually, for the first time, ever went to Skywarn School at Hamcom. Yay! Part of the problem there is, and back to the geography thing, Part of the problem there is they were located right dead square in between Dallas and Fort Worth. And it was a pretty good venue, and they got a little upset because the parking wasn't quite right. Because if there was a Ranger game going on on the weekend of Hamcom, then they lost about half of their parking, which didn't bother any of us. And let's see what else there was some. Oh, yeah, the venue wanted to, uh, to raise the rental for the venue and that kind of stuff. And they decided it was better to take this and displace it 30-something miles to the north in Plano, Texas. Now, Plano, Texas is just north of Dallas, not very far. And they have a pretty good convention center there with absolutely not near enough parking. But they decided to move it there. And I take that back. 06 or so is the last time I went to it in Arlington. I did go twice while it was in Plano. It was a complete disappointment. And it really wasn't worth my time to park three or four miles away and ride a shuttle bus up to the venue, whereas we didn't have to do that in Arlington. Admittedly, Bay RL's portion of Hamcom was always well run. The... Hamcom committee, <laughs> not so much. 
we do have, y'all have heard me talk about that one club here in the area that thinks they run everything, do their best to try and make sure they run everything. They had a huge hand in that, mostly because for a lot of years they had the section manager in their pocket, which helped them out quite a bit. They moved to this venue in Plano. They got fewer people coming because of the difficulties. They were getting to the point of losing money on it, I'm sure. And this whole COVID thing, quite honestly, if everybody gets, if everybody kind of gets settled down on this, and I'm not discounting the COVID uh, issue, but once everybody settles back down, most of the ham fests and stuff like that that have taken a hiatus because of COVID will fire right back up. And as far as I know, Dayton didn't shut down this year. Hamcom did. And when I asked uh, that club I was talking about a while ago, when I asked a question on their Facebook page about, okay, we are supposed to be emergency communicators. We are supposed to be there when we're needed and that kind of stuff. And we're getting shut down by this, this thing. This is another one of those opportunities for us to shine asshole over at DARC. Sorry I said asshole, but he's an asshole. His name is Larry Melby, by the way. Y'all look him up. His response was, well, maybe you ought to try getting on the radio sometime. I've been on the radio. I was off for a while, yeah. But he's one of those guys that think just because you have a two by three call, you're an idiot. Quite honestly, well, I'll talk about cold, codeless extras in a little bit. Well, Next episode. So, what are we going to do? We're back to talking about separation of the hams. Silence of the hams, as I was saying a few episodes back. We've lost one of the biggest ham fests in the country here. We've got a lot of new guys that are going to be coming in. They're not going to have Hamcom. Hamcom is a place where they could really learn some stuff. All the seminars were free. You had to pay a little cash down if you went to one of the dinners or something. Wuflong was free. Where are they going to go to, to, you know, deal with the evil QRM? You know, and it's beyond me that they could let something like this die. Make it smaller. If you have to, make it smaller. Another big concern I have is how far am I going to have to drive to go to a league convention? to the uh, West Gulf Division Convention, if I decide to go. You know, the older I get, the more interested I am in uh, amateur radio, in the fact that things have changed, and there's constantly people discounting what we do. And the new guys come in, and they complain they can't even find an Elmer. There's nobody willing to Elmer them. Well, why'd you get an amateur radio? I don't know now, because... I can't find anybody to tell me. And a big part of that is the fact that they do live in areas that where the density of amateur radio operators is not that great. Quite honestly, you can't swing a dead cat in Dallas without hitting one. I find out just 30 or something so miles east of Dallas that I'm having a hard time uh, swinging a dead cat because there's nobody. The closest person, the closest amateur radio operator that I interact with regularly is 15 miles away. 
The next closest one is 20 miles away. And I don't even talk to them guys on the radio. I chat with them on Facebook. The closest one I actually talk to is 60-something miles away in Tyler, Texas. I take it back. No. It's about the same distance to the backside of Fort Worth, which is where Cliff is. And if y'all seen my video on the portable uh, DMR hotspot thing, that's Cliff, W5PIX. I said I was going to make him an internet celebrity. I talk to guys at Waco, Waxahachie. You know, guys, I'm probably never going to sit down at coffee at. But that was another benefit of Hamcom, because you could talk to people, even people that lived across the country. And you stood a good chance of sitting down at coffee with them. And now it's gone. See, we're not taking care of amateur radio the way we're supposed to. The way we should. If you want, if we want it to survive, we have to put something of ourselves into it. Oh crap. I really want to talk about this only because, uh, I, I feel that I have enough for two separate episodes. But it's just, uh, there's such a lack of regard for the amateur radio service these days. Even by the operators. Woohoo! I'm gonna get on there and win me a contest. Woohoo! I'm gonna get on there and get me some QSL cards. Yeah, okay. I'm a certificate chaser. I, I love my little certificates. I really do. But I don't chase them actively. I'm what my, I call myself, uh, an occasional or passive DXer, uh, occasional or passive, uh, certificate chaser. Um, those of you that have been to the website have seen some of my certificates and stuff because I have a page over there with it. If I find the rest of them, if I find the rest of them, I need to find my 10 cat because I need my 1010 number. But, if I find the rest of them, I'll get them posted over to the website. You know, website's all about Richard. Show's all about y'all. And that's the way it works. That's the thing. Uh, the Elmering thing. We've lost our way. And we think because the technology is hard to understand that we can't keep up with it. When there's amateur radio out operators out there all the time that are pushing the edges of electronics to an extreme. And quite honestly, I don't have a recent example of that, but I do know that it hadn't been too many years back. There was an amateur radio operator. He was a doctor, and he was looking for a way to kill cancer cells using RF energy. And I really don't know how far, I really haven't kept up with that research because I just, I got too much on my plate right now. But the premise was you inject it with some metal. Inject cancer cells with some metal. I'm not sure what it was. I think it was partially gold or iron pyrite or, or something to that effect. And then you bombard it with microwave energy. Now, this wouldn't be important if it was a regular doctor, but it was an amateur radio operator. And by doing that, you could kill the cells without killing the patient. And the last time I checked up on it, it was doing pretty well. 
So once again, we wandered off on a tangent. Y'all know I'm good for that. But the whole point is, if Hamcom can go, Dayton can go. Dayton can go just as easy. But if we can lose a large one like Hamcom, then we're in danger of losing the others. So y'all do what y'all can do to get out there and keep those going. And remember that if we don't maintain amateur radio service, it will start to shrink. As it starts to shrink, we're going to lose places that have the abundance of information that the new guys need that these large hamfests have. And it's just a matter of the whole thing slowly collapsing because we end up with so many people that feel that it's just a hobby. And it's not. And anytime y'all want to test me on that, go read part 97 and then send me an email. Plain and simple. We're here for a reason. And I'm sorry, I'm tempered a little bit by something else that's eating on me. And we're going to do that in next time's episode. So let me see what the old clock on the wall says here. Uh, still got a few more minutes. Maybe I can hop up and down and do a little dance. Cuss Norman a little bit. We are currently, by the way, we are currently looking, well, we're going to have a look-alike thing, and we really need to find someone who can take the place of Gnutin. Y'all may not remember Gnutin, and I will have to find a picture and get him up on y'all's website. He was a uh, co-worker and or distant relative of Gnorman. However, he... Uh, he suffered an accident in the last move when we moved from Mesquite out here to Terrell, Texas. And unfortunately, we had to lay him to rest. However, I find myself missing Gnutin. I do have new staff here. I have the food dog. Well, the food dog's been around. She's been around for a while. Uh, Ganesha joined us uh, a few months ago, and he's been hammering away at doing his job. I'm really not sure why he keeps holding out his open palm to me, but I'm sure there's something important about that. So we've talked about Hamcom, old man. You just don't know. We're going to miss it here. And good Lord, they'll probably end up having a convention in Houston or Baton Rouge or for, oh God, or all the way up Oklahoma City. Holy cow. That's a long drive from here. It's about twice the distance of Lake Texoma I was talking about earlier. But we will figure it out. Once again, y'all go out and propagate the hobby. You have to. We have to. Because something like this COVID thing, I understand that everybody is absolutely scared to death over this. <laughs> I've read three different books. Well, two different books. I'm trying to find out if there's a book for the third film that uh, I was trying to look into. Uh, if any of y'all know where I can get a, an audio copy of uh, 28 Days Later, I would like to give that a perusal. The other two are World War Z and The Stand. And you really don't get the most out of those two unless you actually read or listen to the book. So... That'll give y'all a little direction. 
with any luck, in a few days it'll be 2021. And if things work out the way they should, we'll have a better year. But until we see how it's going to turn out, we need to cover our butt. So with that, I'm sure this is going to be a short episode once I get it trimmed down and all that good stuff. Because there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in it that needs to needs to be on out of there. I know y'all get tired of hearing me breathe it for sure. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go for now. Y'all have a great, great New Year. And we'll come back and bother y'all later. I'm Richard, KB5JBV. We gotta go.